You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of The Process. Man, welcome to The Process, where the process is greater than what it produces. Man, it's your boy, 10-year NFL vet, Sean Barber. Man, it's the Super Bowl edition, Super Bowl, what do we say, LV, I, 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 I'm practicing my, my Roman numerals right now. Man, Super Bowl 58, the, the Chiefs have an opportunity to win their fourth Lombardi Trophy. We've been here, what, four out of five seasons. Back-to-back has only been done eight times in the NFL history. Let's be the ninth team to do it. But, man, listen, y'all can see I brought a mountain of a man on the show today, man, former teammate of mine, brother in Christ, man, a guy who, man, like he's going to try to put, paint it out like 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 he came under me and I was his mentor. Man, I've been following this guy since he came out of college. He hits like a ton of bricks, runs like the wind. Man, he's redefined what it means to be a linebacker here in the kingdom. Man, the all-time leading tackler for the Kansas City Chiefs, man, my man Derek Johnson is in the house. Man, appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate that introduction. I get used to that shot. I can use <laughs> Well, I say he a mountain of a man. Now he look more like a, a man because he lost so much weight. He used to be about 245 playing. I thought I was a big line, you know, 235 <laughs> running like the wind. Then this sucker came 10 pounds heavier, uh, uh, more than a more than a hundreds faster. I mean, I thought I, w- I came in running like a 4-4. It looked like he was running a 425 out there on the field. That's like we go to the ball, we we hunt together, and he just flying past me. That's actually how I knew it was time for me to retire. Because when this young buck got into the league and we chasing the ball, I thought, you know, we say run ball, get ball. We, we got 11 to the ball at all times. And I'm at top speed and I'm closing in on him. And this sucker come by me like a, like a flash, man. You, 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 was, you was coming off the injury, though, when I was Oh, <laughs> oh you know, I'll give you a little break. <laughs> you a little break. Hey, man, what you did, you did it with passion. You did it with purpose. And that's what that, that's, that's laid the foundation for what we're seeing right now. And we'll get that involved. We'll, we'll talk more about the defense and how we played and how they're playing now in the second segment. First of all, guys, you know how we do it. I got to pay some bills, right? You see right there at the bottom of the McGinnis Group. Yes, I am the vice president of business development at the McGinnis Group. I work with the team there. And we specialize in employee benefits, health insurance uh, for, for large and small companies, retirement financial services, life insurance, and also long-term care. We would love the opportunity to look at your game plan as far as your business has uh, plans as far as healthcare, and let us examine what you're doing. So together, everybody achieves more. That's T-E-A-M. Be a part of the MGI team. Contact Matt McGinnis, uh, Scott Soxy, Sonny Fouts, or myself, and let us get you hooked up with the McGinnis group because together, everyone achieves more. Without further ado, we start the show this way. The who the what, the where, who is Derek Johnson, what is he doing since football, and where can people find you on social media? So I'm going to give that up to my man, DJ. DJ, who, besides me and Super DJ 50, uh, 56 on all the social platforms and everything, who, I mean, who exactly is DJ and what you've been doing since football? Man, uh, DJ is, a believe it or not, a, a regular Joe, man, a regular like, Joe, especially off the field. I am a much different person. <laughs> which I thank God for that <laughs> or being being different when it comes to being off the field, being able to to help serve underprivileged kids, being able to help uh, linebackers, being able to develop younger generation. Uh, however I can serve, I think that your greatest gifts are revealed to you through serving. So being able to 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 have that this platform, the NFL and being able to 
be with the Chiefs for 13 straight years and now being able to uh, uh, be just retired, raising kiddos. I, I kind of started all over. I got a couple of kiddos. I got a two and a four year old. So uh, when it comes to that, it's just I'm busy. I am busy, but um, I am enjoying life. And uh, still, still staying close to football, uh, making sure that um, when I'm watching uh, the games, I'm, I'm coaching from the couch, man. I'm, my wife is always like, man, are you going you gonna to pause it again? Like, I'll pause it. Look at this. Look at that. So I'm a, I'm a bookworm, and, and I'm all about the X's and O's when it comes to football. But uh, loved it when I was in it. Still love it now. But uh, I am definitely a, a, an easygoing guy off the field. But when I step on the field, uh, it, it's 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 time it's time to go. I smell blood, baby. All right, and people on social media, I got on X, what it used to be Twitter uh, at Super DJ Fifty Six. Yes, Super DJ Fifty Six. Yep, that's on that's Instagram. Also the same on Instagram. Yes, yes, and I am not on Facebook. I saw some people uh, trying to uh, request something on Facebook. If you ever see that, see that, that ain't me. That ain't him, yo. All right, y'all got that? That ain't him. Facebook. It ain't him. Uh, so what is the, uh, the uh, you founded the uh, Defend, yep. Defend the Dream Foundation? Uh, yes, still going on. Yes, absolutely. So uh, it started in Kansas City, my probably 2013. Um, um, Defend the Dream Foundation caters to inner city kids through education. So uh, we what we do is we revamp and beautify Title One elementary school libraries. So nice. literacy is a big deal, uh, and being able to get there their reading levels on grade level reading before they leave elementary school is a big, big deal to help them succeed. We're talking underprivileged uh, inner city kids. And uh, I've been doing it since 2013. And now I'm doing it in Texas. And uh, I need to get back to KC to uh, revamp the ones that I got there. I got like 15 in KC that I that I need to that I need to check on. And KC is a part of second home for me. All right. Well, I'll definitely I'll put that on my list to do to check in on DJ's uh, the reading labs. I think that's what they call yep. right. The, yep. uh, Super DJ's reading labs. I'll check on the elementary schools and I'll report back to you what those things look like now. And then also the Derek Johnson Foundation dot org. That's probably where you can find DJ what he's up to online. Uh, so all the uh, readers, the subscribers, the followers, look up Super DJ or look up Derek Johnson Foundation and find out what he's doing how he's impacting the Kansas City community, but also uh, his hometown in Texas, Waco, Texas, to be a, to be uh, 100% correct. Hey, DJ, man, listen, we, we go about awards and accolades. It's going to be, listen, it'll take the whole show for me to list all of them. So I'm going I'm to I'm narrow it down to the ones that are, you know, specifically to the football field. Okay. 2001, uh, Big 12 co-defensive freshman of the year. Uh, then you follow that up with being a three-time first-team All-Big 12, two-time All-American 2004, you won. I May mean, I call this the, the 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 ultimate triad: the Lambert Trophy, the Nagurski Trophy, the Dick Buckus Award. Man, for I mean, did you you don't leave anything on the platter for nobody else? You <laughs> ate up all. My, my daughter would say that's called a four plus four because you <laughs> ate it all up. Um, you was on fire, right? You was on fire. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the the end of your career as far as the NFL, 2001, you was the first team all uh, all pro. And then in 2015, second team all pro. After listing all of those awards and accolades and all the hits and all, like you say, 13 years with the Chiefs, a uh, cup of coffee. We'll, we'll say a cup of coffee with the yeah, Ravens. But even got to mention that. Yeah. No, we can listen, man. Listen, they, hey, it's part of your story. It's part of your tale. Like, sometimes, listen, you know that? Listen, hey, hey, listen. Who gonna pay that check? Pay it. Go play. 
there's some there, listen, there's some teammates you made them six games, some guys that you you suited up with to this day that, you know, hey, they they saw the way you went and paid, played and performed. Yeah. And you you might not have again statistically did a whole bunch when you was with the Raiders as far as yeah. what you did here with Kansas City. Yeah. But the the presence you 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 laid on the, you know, that that foundation, you showed some guys in that linebacker room or part of that defense team trying to go about their work. So it, every Every snap counts, man. You are you're a living legend and any any organization that you was a part of that had even a day, a day with you is better for that, man. So uh, definitely, man. No, you you're a beast of the player. A uh, four time pro bowler, man. Obviously the all time leading tackler. I'm gonna ask you this question. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Do you know how many tackles you had here in the Kansas City, in the kingdom? Ooh. I'm gonna tell you I know it's, it's tw- I know it's yeah, I know it's twelve hundred, correct? It's close to twelve hundred. Or uh, uh, one or uh, one seventy seven. Uh, so we got one one six nine. Oh, I'm a help, and I'm a. This is how I do with numbers. So, you know, I'm a teacher at heart. So we know Alex Smith is number eleven, and our guy Jared Allen was sixty nine. So 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 Alex Smith, Jared Allen, you'll never forget it again. All right, good deal, good deal. All right, yep. At one thousand one hundred sixty nine total tackles as a chief. Uh, you had twenty seven and a half sacks. That's the thing that really. Man, I think in I played ten years. I think I had ten sacks in ten years. At like you know, average one a year. But for for thirteen or fourteen years in the league, for you to have twenty seven, good God! Like for a linebacker, and it, it, it wasn't like you was a no nah, edge linebacker. Yeah, I mean, you was in coverage so much. See, you know, you go ball. That's that that yeah yeah. I was inside guy, so all that came inside. That yeah, buddy. So that's a phenomenal. I mean, I would I would love to see how that marks up against other. Mike linebackers in the league as far as historically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would love to see. I mean, you're, I, I, I'm going to say just in without looking, you're top five in the, in, the, in the history of football probably as far as middle linebackers having sacks with 27 and a half. Forced fumbles, amazing. Michael Jordan, how many mm-hmm. forced fumbles you had? Ooh, man. Michael Jordan, I gave you the hint. Michael oh, Michael, oh, I thought you, yeah, yeah, yeah. 23 oh, forced fumbles. Man, I'm your teammate, DJ. I'm going to always give you the all right, I got your back on this. I didn't know you was going to give me the answer to the thing. <laughs> Interceptions, I don't know to help you with this one. Interceptions, you have more than 10, not 15, though. 14? 14 INTs and defensive total touchdowns for Derrick Johnson. Four. You forgot four. one. Four. 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 Now, you know a man has done a lot. When it comes to defensive touchdowns, we don't get to get to that, that, that sweet nectar too many times in our career. So for you to actually forget one, that that's how you know you've done a whole lot. Okay, brother? Oh, you have done a whole lot when you talk about making big plays on the field. Hey, you know what, Shop? When you think about those uh, uh, 14 interceptions, you know what I think about. I think about the ones I dropped. I'm yeah. God. But that's why you were so good, though. That's that. That's why you were so good is because even with the all these stats, I not and you can put those stats on banners and hang them in your room and all that, and they would, I mean, it didn't show, show this excellence. It's to a to a man-to-man, to a guy that is always searching for that mama mentality, how to stress for perfection, how to, how to bring excellence into the game. We understand that the degree of us playing the game and how high we played it, there's so many missed tackles, missed opportunities, things that was right in our hands. We made that great read. We saw the we recognize the, the formation and the game situation. We say this Titan is going to run this Y yoke, and I'm going to jump that yoke. We jump it. We get it on our hands. It was like, that's the one. That's the ones that we have nightmares about because that's the one that's like, 
I mean, we set it up just perfectly. I still think I I still think about those times. Like, ah. You did everything to do it right, right? You did everything, yes. preparation, mental, uh, uh, the mental gymnastics and pre-snap reads, and you got it right. You just finished it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you definitely made a lot more plays than you missed. That's why you was able to last almost 14 uh, years in the league. And and uh, again, man, like I, we we all know that eventually the, the Chiefs going to knock on that, on that door and ask you to be a part of the ring of honor. And hopefully uh, maybe somebody looks at the totality of your game and how you impacted the middle linebacker position and if somebody needs to uh go to canton and be your spokesman you know you got me uh you got a friend indeed right here buddy I'm, i'll be the I'll, I'll stand on the mountaintops and talk about you brother because I, I, I know how you are as a, as a man as a person on the field off the field and the leadership qualities that you possess so uh man that's that listen if there's any way to get your flowers that's it the, the process man we always talks about uh, the who, the where, the what, what guys are doing um, as they transition out of football. Um, you've done uh, amazing. That servitude. Uh, someone told me a quote that, you know, we all have superpowers. And by su- serving our community is the way we can express those things. So having a name like Super <laughs> DJ and then committing yourself to servit- uh, servitude, that, that, that's your superpower, letting it, letting it out, man. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and when we get back. All right, we're going we're gonna to really jump into the defensive side of what's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs as they prepare to play the 49ers in Vegas. Uh, Allegiant Stadium has turned to Arrowhead West. Uh, we got the, the flag already buried under the foundation. Uh, I think we are undefeated as an organization since that stadium has been built. So, I mean, we've won probably uh, almost as many games there as the Raiders have. Uh, <laughs> That is our home from home, man. Everybody has to have a vacation home. So somehow Legion Stadium has became our vacation home. We like to go out west and uh, take care of business. So, I mean, our boys on a business trip. So we, we will talk about some of the, the chit-chat going back. We saw uh, opening night last night with the NFL. So we're going to get into all that a little bit once we get back. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, though. This is The Process. The Process is greater than what it produces. I'm your guy, Sean Barber. This is my man, DJ, Super DJ 56. And we'll be right back at you. We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest ranked Chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. KCSN.substack.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome back to The Process, where the process is greater than what it produces. Hey, man, listen, we're going to jump into the Super Bowl prep right now. And because we got two linebackers here, 
don't think we're going to spend too much time talking about Pat Mahomes and Kelsey <laughs> and all the great things uh, this offense does, man. It's time to really shine a light on this defense. They've been playing lights out from man from from the from the opening uh, week of the season throughout the end of the season. They finished off the season strong. Um, didn't give up um, uh, 30 points the entire season. That's the first time in the NFL history a team has not given up more than 30 points in the entire football season. And not to mention how they've even got stingier now in the playoff. I think they're giving up a little bit under 13 points a game in the playoffs. And that, I think, ranks them fourth uh, behind like a Ravens team and, uh, and some other a couple other uh, NFL teams. When we talk about uh, even even getting better as the as the postseason comes. So DJ man, let's talk. Let's start with the D line, man. We'll, we'll go segment by segment, go level by level. Um, our defensive line obviously um, that has done a phenomenal job. I think we have 57. We ended up the regular season with 57 sacks, which was twice uh, number two in the league as far as creating pressures on the pressure on the quarterback. Um, it's led by my man. I, I would stand up and show you my jersey. I don't want to mess up yeah. Mike, but uh, I got actually a jersey custom made with my name 59, Sean Barber. Somehow the lady was, she made so many Chris Jones jerseys this year. She had a little dyslexia. She flipped my number. So I don't know if you can see it. I got the nine five on my jersey. So she was like, man, I'm going to fix that. I'm I'm, 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 I'm going to fix it for you. And I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I like Chris Jones. He yeah. Bring that, I do bring too. The funk, man. He bring that five. You know what? Leave it like that. Leave it like that. This is going to be my special appearance jersey because I rock with Chris Jones, Sack Nation, in my heart, in my soul. I like what he brings. So. I mean, we talk D line. That's where it starts. What what else? Or who else do you think on the D line can bring some fire come the Super Bowl? Oh man, um, when you talk about Dana, uh, sometimes we we, we don't we don't we don't give him enough uh, credit just because being sometimes sacks is not the only thing. It's about pressures and it's about affecting the quarterback. And we got so many guys affecting the quarterback. You talk about uh, George Karloftis. I mean, you know, rocking at number five, six, being a young guy, being able to uh, be able to affect the quarterback from the edge, knowing what you got in Chris Jones. Chris Jones is is the best defense alignment in the league, and that's and 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 that's. I mean, that's not even arguable. He's he's just that guy. He's big. He's fast. He can line up. I've never seen a defensive lineman uh, can line up outside mm-hmm. and get to the quarterback. It just don't. You don't. You don't put them in that situation, but he he can just because he's long and he's quick and he's just freaking disruptive. But just being able to just just um, what they say in Spags, we trust. He just knows, especially not to bring in the offensive side of the ball. But when you got Pat Mahomes, uh, you're going to be in some games where you're going to be rushing a passer at the end of the game because we score points and we have taken full advantage of that. Yeah, like you said, Mike Danner, uh, I think he was a Michigan product. Um, has definitely, I mean, played up to his role. And I think every, there's so much attention given to Chris Jones on a daily basis when we talk about game preparation that it allows the Greek freak, you know, uh, Koloftis in his second year to be a double-digit sack guy. It allows a Mike Danon to, you know, fly under the radar and just consistently be a ball hawker and come after the ball. And, oh, um, God, sorry to cut you off, but um, 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 Charles Aminahu, I mean, I, obviously he won't yeah. play in, in the Super Bowl, but being able to, uh, Brett Veach and them to pick up a, uh, a guy uh, acquisition in off season that helps your team. I'm telling you, man, you cannot have enough pass rushers, and he's he's one of the guys that helps us helped us to get to the Super Bowl. Even though he was, I think it's what eight eight games and had eleven sacks, or other way around, eleven games, eight sacks, or something like that. That's a yeah. big deal. And being able to add another piece to that rushing 
uh, that sack nation Russian crew that we have, man, uh, it was a blessing to have him. Yeah, and, and I mean, listen, we're gonna miss him during the, uh, the actually during the Super Bowl. But yeah. the bright thing about it is that our first round pick, FAU from or the, I mean from Canton uh, State, has been able to prepare and be there available all season long. Young legs, fresh, fresh, young, fresh. <laughs> and at this point of the season, everybody's dealing with injury. Everybody's dealing with some soreness. Well, guess what? It's one person who ain't dealing with that. All right, Felix. If there's a moment in time for you to uh, get up off oh, the rock and get up off the pilot, hey, man, let's get you into the game. I mean, 20, sna- 20 snaps of all out, just every everything that you got, 20 all snaps. All third down, all third down. Yep. If there's anything this young man has, we saw it. We saw a glimpse of it in week uh, 18 when it was the, the game against the uh, Chargers. I think it was the game where it didn't matter for us. We rest a bunch of guys. Well, he comes in the game, and this jugger, he's all over the film. I mean, he's like a Tasmanian double chasing the quarterback. And I think that's just what you need. You need a young guy that can maybe not be out there worried about position, alignment, assignment, situation. See ball, get ball. Right? Watch that football. Don't listen to anything. Don't listen to no cadence. When that ball moves, you are like a heat-seeking missile after Brock Purdy. And just let him go. And and, and, and shop. And and – and I know if you were older and you were out there on the field, I know Bolton and these guys are going to do this, but you got Felix, a guy out there. You you tell him, so as he, you, as he comes in, you say, hey, mm-hmm. go get the quarterback. You don't, hey, don't worry about nothing. Hey, you just go, and we'll handle everything else. Yeah, buddy. So I, I loved, I mean, again, unfortunate what happened to Minahue, uh, him getting injured before facing his old team. I know uh, we, he, he was one of two guys on this team. Um, obviously, Richie James also was the X 49 So we had two guys from this team that was looking at this as being a little bit of a revenge factor. You know, team gives up on you a little bit and you go someplace else. You want to come back, especially in the Super Bowl and get some, get your payback. And I think as a team, you know, as a, as a band of brothers, that, that kind of motivates us, too. We want to win this one for you. Um, I think last year we had a guy from the uh, uh, Bengals who we we wanted to um, help Lawson uh, um, kind of uh, have a little revenge against the Bengals. And we did that for him on the way to uh, winning the Super Bowl. I think this year will be perfect, man, allowing those two guys to get a little revenge on the old team. So, but that's the D-line. Obviously, we, we know it. every game plan starts in the trenches, and that's why we started with the D-line. As former linebackers, man, I tell you this, man, the the, the people that I took out every week for steak and lobster and, and wine on Thursday nights and Fridays when we when we landed someplace on Saturdays, any meal the D-line wanted. It was it was like, bro, you just tell me where you want to go eat at. I'll make the reservations. I'll lay my credit card down. Because on Sunday, for me to eat, I got to make sure you fed and ready to go. I want you to. I don't want you to have no excuses. I want you to be hydrated. I want you to be hungry. I want you to be just ready to go. Penetration, uh, relentless to the quarterback. So whatever I had to do between the uh, you know Monday and Friday to get you ready as a linebacker, because people don't understand, like the more aggressive you are as a D lineman, that allows me to make my reads so clean. If they got to spend two, three extra blockers just to control you up front. But they ain't got nobody to touch us then, so um, we we can we can use that as we segment into obviously um, Bolton, um, Tranquil, yeah. um, the the resurgence, and, and we getting Willie Gay back. I think he had like a shoulder or a neck or some kind of um, tweak or impingement um, uh, back from the the Bills game or maybe the uh, Miami game. That he kind of tweaked something in his neck. Yeah, yeah. Miami, yeah. Um, and then also Leo Chenault. So we got a. I mean, we got a full. 
a full linebacker crew. Uh, let's speak on some of those guys. What do you think about that 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 room of linebackers? Man, we got a we got a good group group of guys, especially those four guys. You talk about Leo. You talk about Willie. Willie is probably the um, 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 out of him and Drew is when it comes to most athletic, and it may be it may be Willie when it comes to just freaking uh, physical specimen, and then. Uh, being able to have uh, um, um, <laughs> Nick Bowden and I, I call him ATM man. It's an automatic tackle machine man. Because I like that. Because because he's he's he always stays alive. Like like like. I, don't get me wrong. We have different strengths, but this guy is, is a is a guy where where if he stays, if he plays for ten or more years with the Chiefs, he will be the all time leading tackler. Like like because. He stays alive. Like he's he's got a net with just being able to to be around the ball and be a tackling machine. And and I love it. I love looking and I'm love that he he had a few injuries this year. So a stat book is not filled up like he he wants it. Mm-hmm. But to have him back and healthy, uh he's the he's the middle guy. He's not a big guy. I love that that that, you know, I mean he's he might say he's six feet. I don't know if he's six feet, but you know, he, he's the guy that's he's right in the middle of that defense. And he's the green dot and having to orchestrate all this stuff, be be able to work with the DBs and be able to work with the um, D linemen. I think I think I have a lot of respect for Nick Bolton and Drew. Drew, I mean, Drew came in and I mean, we needed Drew this year. Just Drew's really helped us. Like he's an athletic guy. He's a he's a tall, a taller guy, rangy guy, and he's he's a veteran that we needed. So uh, again, it goes back to Brett Beach, man. Beach 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 does his job, man. Whoever's doing it, they're doing a good job right now. <laughs> yeah, we look at enough guys to add to the pieces. Yeah, well, so when you look at these linebackers, I love the nickname the ATM automatic uh, tackling machine. Uh, I always I always talked about how you know. From a, a coaching concept, you look at guys on film, and the one term you don't want to be associated with is Velcro. Don't be Velcro. Don't be don't be stick at linebacker. We can't be we can't allow one on ones just stick on us. We can't have guys just cut us out of our gaps and make us uh, like reroute, re, you know, change our, our our angles, you know, our entry angles to um to to taking over our gaps and our angles and man coverage. You, you gotta be can't be Velcro. Yeah. And what we see out of um, Nick Bolton is he's anything but that, man. He might be like the Teflon Don of linebackers. <laughs> Ain't nothing going to stick with him, man. Nothing <laughs> sticks to him. So I love the ATM. Uh, Willie Gay, uh, man, listen, Willie Gay, he, he kind of took my son Nico under his um, wing. He's always been taken care of in the locker room and everything. Big play Willie Gay. Yeah. Uh, the Energizer Bunny, he, he's the one that looks over to the side and, and gives the, the nod for the swag surf song to be played and stuff like that. So from an energetic standpoint, from a, the vibe, the energy, um, he's always keeping the defense up on that highest level. And like you said, Drew Tranquil has been a man of many hats. He he's wore the, the green dot when um, Bolton was out. He's sideline to sideline. Willie Gay, when he's out, missing, yep. he's filling in that position. So he's he's he, in one year to come in and master Spagnuolo's defense, to me. Very valuable. Yeah, but Student of the game. You know he knows football. He has a football uh, mind. And I call him the sound of the assassin. And then Leo Chenault, Leo the Lion, man, he's just, uh, he's the missing link. He, he He's the guy that no one, you know, you think he's a little bit too slow, too tall, too steady, any of those things. But then when he gets in there, he just produces, produces, produces. I mean, every snap he makes something happen. And I love to see when those guys are being able to get on the field and find ways uh, to let their talent show. So, man, we got a linebacker. I'm admit that our linebacker crew wasn't full like this, man. This is this is an all-time 
That is true. Yeah. Like for four linebackers that can really stick them in at any point in the game and you can say, hey, we can win with these guys. We can they can affect the game. That's I mean, that that's what we have. Again, it goes back to getting the right guys doing the offseason, right, getting the right uh, pieces to the puzzle. And Spax is it's just plug it, plugging and playing, man. Yeah, versatility is something they are doing at an elite level. All right, now we got the back end, man. This is the this is the end that Man, they, they get a little bit of credit, but they don't get the credit they should. I think that Dave Merritt, the a secondary coach, has done a phenomenal job. I know he's not a coordinator, but if you talk about the importance of how this back end has been working and just no matter who is the opponent, no matter what kind of wide receiver, whether it's Jefferson, whether it's Devontae Adams, whether it's Diggs, um, all the top ones have come into the building or we've arrived someplace. And luxurious Sneed has been one-on-one taking the best all the all-pro wide receivers off a uh, cheetah uh, twice this season. Um, you saw how he digged him and just grinded him into the dirt. Uh, that was embarrassing. I mean, it, it was what it was. It was embarrassing. So I know how he didn't get the – so it's hard to get invited and get selected for the Pro Bowl when you're slapping around the folks that are going to invite you to be like – the teams are the ones <laughs> voting you into the Pro Bowl. So if you disrespect them like that, well, they probably got, you know, it's, it's a little bit of feelings involved. Like, no, we ain't going to put that. That's like a jamming us at the line of scrimmage and all that stuff. No, we ain't sitting there sucking no Pro Bowl. Yeah. So, uh, all, all Pro. Yeah. I love I love our secondary. They're young. And 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 they got their own, man, they, they just tough. Like, they're always showing up. Especially when you talk about uh, McDuffie. Mm-hmm. You talk about guy being an all pro early in your career. All pro, it's I mean, you tell me, Shop, it's hard to get more than an all-pro. It's better than being a pro bowler because, honestly, the the pro bowl, and, and I've been to the pro bowl four times, and I tell you what, uh, the year before I went to the pro bowl, I probably had one of my best years and didn't go. So so it's one of those things, once you once you go, you, you know, it'll be a ripple effect at the end of the day. So pro bowl should not effect or, or, or be the defining factor of what you're doing during the season. Now, that's fun. Don't get me wrong. You, you get incentives and stuff like that when you talk about the Pro Bowls. But um, um, but I tell you what, man, our secondary is freaking tough. This Just defense in general is tough, but you talk about the secondary. Sneed, I mean, he's got the hard job all the time. Sneed yeah. just, Sneed, Sneed is a dog. Like, he'll, he don't say much, but Sneed is a dog. He's long. He's strong. Um, he can he, he's able to to come up and it, really when you have really good cornerbacks, you, they they can't really tackle. You know, some something's up with him. You know, he's he doesn't have a it's no box that you can check with him and saying that he has a weak loop. That's why I really like um, when Snead is out there running around. He can blitz or whatever. And we don't talk enough about um uh, um Reed. Jay Reed is is Jay coming to his own man. He's he's a guy that's uh, become that honey badger right, and and, he, and he's longer. And so you can, so he's all over the field in the back end and, and talking about getting sacks, interceptions, uh, just being able to, to tackle with, you know, being that extra linebackers, you know, playing in space and being able to, to fill in gaps, man, uh, man, I, the, the secondary, I can't talk enough about it, man. They always, it's one of those things where sometimes like, I think it was a year or so ago, I didn't know some names. And and I was watching. I'm like, I was just calling by number twenty one. Oh, twenty two. I'm just. I'm like, man, these guys play ball. I love it, man. Love it. So Bush, Edwards, Reed, the safeties, obviously Williams and Watson are the two corners that come in. I, I, I forgot about looking here. I forgot about Watson. You took, man. Well, I'm telling you, man. 
Yeah, they got guys across the board, man. You got guys across the board. So that secondary is just stacked. They're all interchangeable. They all can do everything. They play all different. Eight, I think somebody told me we we play about eight different techniques in the secondary. Wow. Well, all one, two, three, four, five, all six or seven guys can play all eight techniques. That makes them so versatile. Yeah, that it is why the dis- disguise packages that we can do the rotation between safeties and nickels and corners. You don't know who's playing what. And as a quarterback is holding the ball, trying to figure out who is doing what, that just allows our D-line and linebackers to go eat. So it's just a perfect marriage, all three levels. We can't give this defense enough kudos of what they've done the entire season. And this is just another opportunity to go ahead and let their abilities, let their uh, talents uh, showcase. And I I have all the confidence Coach Pagnola is going to have everything dialed up um, the entire game. And, man, let's shoot. Let's get a shutout, man. I'm going to call it like that. Let's get a shutout. Let's just shut these suckers out. Play our best ball, four quarters, and then let everything roll from there. Hey, man, we're going to take another quick break. Uh, be back for the third segment. We're going to get into um, a little deeper dive into what we see and maybe some of our predictions for the Super Bowl. Uh, this is the process. The process is always greater than what it produces. I'm your guy, Sean Barber. This is my homeboy, uh, my man, mountain of a man, DJ, Super DJ 56, and we'll be right back at you. We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest ranked Chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. KCSN.substack.com. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Chiefs right now, two-point dogs to the San Francisco 49ers, plus 105 on that money line. And if you want to get in on that action, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus rates expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to the process. Obviously, uh, the process is always great in what it produces. And as we know, I've seen this season, man, the process that the Chiefs must have had must have been a great process because when the dust settled, the dust cleared, man, everybody was so worried about this team, the offense, the red zone, the turnovers, the drive. I mean, it was so many uh, different factions of what was going wrong with this team that what was going right with it was that the defense was just growing. The defense was trusting one another. They was committed to the process. They was committed to just getting better, evolving the evolution of a good defense now becoming a great defense. And that allowed, I think, our offense to have some time to work on some things to find out how to shorten and maybe shrink that uh, wide receiver room down. Obviously, man, we how did we go through a whole episode of talking Chiefs football and we don't mention Pat Mahomes but twice, Kelsey twice, and we haven't even talked about Pacheco. We haven't talked about Rashi Rice. But that's just to show you how really deep this team is. The quality beyond just the offensive side. We ain't talking about Bucker and the special teams. Uh, but we got two linebackers here, so you ain't going to get too much offense because we know the defense wins championships, so we're going to stick on that. Um, 
DJ, real quick, man, we're going to go into the Super Bowl preview and some of the things that are going on for this Sunday coming up. Um, it was it was a it was a trip to me because being a back to back situation where now for two years, this is a situation we can go back to back and be one of only eight teams to do that in history. The thing that the NFL does is the home team switches every year. So that if you're the AFC team, you're a away team. We was a away team last season, and now this year we're the home team. So uh, because the game is at Allegiant Stadium, we're the home team. We're using the Raiders facility. So the away team, the NFC, had to go to the UNLV uh, college practice facility. They, they laid some new sod grass on it a few weeks ago, and they, they tested and said, it you know, it, it feels good. It feels great. But well, the 49ers arrive, and the first thing they hear, the first, first media release we hear is that the field's uh, not good enough. It's not firm enough. It's 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 not up to their standards to be able to practice. I mean, what does that tell you about the mindset or the the mentality of the 49ers organization? If you got the coach and the staff crying about field field turf uh, situations uh, a week before the game, yeah, it's just um, one thing you gotta. Uh, not that I know what it takes uh, uh, to the mindset to be in the Super Bowl, but for big games. Less distractions, the better. Less distractions. And obviously, uh, not that that's going to lend us the game, but being able to clear our minds, knowing that um, we've been here before and uh, we, we're not going to let any kind of distractions or what they got. We won't feel sorry for anybody. So whatever <laughs> they got to figure out, they got to figure out. But uh, I think it's going to be a business trip. I think we have a chip on our shoulder. Yes, sir. I love that uh, um, we're kind of, uh, I don't want to say the bad guys, but almost the villains. Like people are kind of like, you know, like ah, uh, you know, they're rooting for the other team. I I love it because that actually, that actually, that when you when you piss off uh, Pat Mahomes, when you when you piss piss those guys off, Kelsey, when you piss off um uh, um Chris Jones, that's 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 good. That's good. That's yeah. good. I love it. It allows that family to even like. So we know that one of the things with, with Andy Reid puts in the locker room is you come in as a team, but then you leave as family. Yeah, so training camp, you're you're you know, hundred guys come to training camp, all teammates. Yeah, you can say you're part of the team as if you make it to, you know, you're here for a cup of coffee or if you're here for the whole season, you're part of this team. Yeah. But during the process of going through those eighteen weeks of, of just iron sharpening iron and getting better and communicating and showing each other the. the Showing each other the love they need just to continue to keep keep growing. Um, that that team it evolves to be a family, and the trust, the communication, as all those things start to this you know start to act and, and become involved in how you play the game, and when you take chances, when you run trick plays, when you you know all the things that it matters uh, when you go for it on fourth down. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where nobody in the room is even blinking no more. It's not it's not even no one is worrying about if he's going to make a call or not make a call or if we. Is that is that the right time to run a certain type of play? It's just, it. This is all of who we are, who we've been, who we're evolving to be. And win, lose, or draw, we're able to play our way. We want to do it our way. It's the it's it's, it's Ch- Kansas City Chiefs versus the world when it comes to this. So, yeah, yeah. like you said, it's good to be the villain sometimes. Um, um, you know, behind Emmy lines, you got San Fran about what seven hundred, eight hundred miles away, and yep. those guys are driving up, opening night. They got you know uh, nine tenths of the building filled with 49ers. Faithful, I think that's what they call it. Yeah, uh, uh, the fort, what they call it, 49er gang, <laughs> bang bang, bang bang gang, or something. Whatever their name, they go by. But uh, they they definitely filled out that night last night when it came to the open the night festivities, and it and you saw our captains kind of fed into it. Yeah, uh, Kelsey, you know, hey, bring it on, baby, like yeah. come on them booze. Yeah, bring, I love them booze more than the cheers. I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah. almost time to go. You know, 
no, that that's what we, that's what we uh, like. That's like this didn't. So things are happening for us, you know, chemistry and things are lining up uh, in 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 the right direction at the right time and um, um, peaking at the right time, I should mm -hmm. say. But being able to go through coming in as a team, finishing as a family type of vibe, you start that in the off season. You start yes. that uh, uh, during training camp. You start that during the season where people say, oh, the Chiefs aren't the same no more and this and this. The defense is really good, but the offense is falling off. You know, the receivers and this and, you know, all this talk at the end of the day, it's at, at the end of the day, it's all about peaking at the right time and figuring it out. That's the one thing about NFL players and football players. When you have that ability to just figure it out, you actually get better. Like you, it's one of those things where you, you climb that mountain and your view is better because you struggle through something. And the Chiefs, again, it's we got to the Super Bowl and 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 things are gonna happen good for us. But this this road to the Super Bowl was different from all the other ones. So every team was a little bit different. And this team, I think, is probably the toughest. Uh, a team we've had go to the Super Bowl, and you know it's arguably um, um, deba debatable. But this year's team is freaking tough. Yeah, they are tough. They mentally tough, physically tough. Um, you know, Andy had this stigma around him of how great he was coming on after a bye week, and his teams for years have played their best football after a bye week. Mm. Well, to be honest with you, the 2023 Chiefs were average. We were we were very average after the bye week. We came into the bye week. Um, left it over the next eight weeks, we went four and four. And one of those wins was that week 18 versus the Chargers where we, you know, a bunch of our starters we didn't even play. So really with the starters over a seven-game stretch, we were losing football team. We were three and four. Yeah, um, we, we were getting our butts handed to us by the Eagles. Uh, we got our butts handed to us uh, at home in Christmas against the Raiders. And so th that team was still searching for, for finding out what their, what their moxie was going to be, where they was going to like butter their bread to say uh, what was going to be the nature of that, that ball club on the offensive side. Defensively, like I said, it was consistent throughout the season. Uh, but you can't play just one side of the ball. it got to be all three phases playing together. And so I think that the beautiful thing that I've never seen before happen is that the way that the lights switch against the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals, that was a game we must, it was a must-win situation for us to win the AFC West and earn a Week 18 rest for our starters. To me, that game was the lights. That was where the, the, the light bulb went off and the turning point. If, if there was ever a point for the offense to get together and start playing the way it can, be capable, uh, effective in the between the 20s, scoring in the red zone when you have opportunities, possessing the ball, no, 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 no stupid penalties to stop drives. Everything came together in that moment. And ever since then, I would say our offense, our team, has been playing lights out, not looking back. Everybody's looking forward. And that's the mindset that if, if, if Andy Reid has taught me anything over being around him, uh, I was with, you know, obviously with the Eagles twice in 02 and then 06, but I've been around him in this community so many times. I would say that that's the one thing that I've learned from Andy is that when you have a vision and you can clearly state that vision to so many different people in the organization, if everybody can just buy into that vision, don't be selfish. Don't 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 worry about how that's going to benefit you. Yeah. But just understand how we all got a role in this, and if we can play that role, I mean, oh, no one can beat this team. Only team that's ever been able to beat the Chiefs over the last like six years has been the Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs, you know, <laughs> our own 
uh, some of our own faults and mistakes have been able to beat us, but there's nobody that can line up against us, offensive, defensive, special teams, and feel like in coaching, right? That's always a factor also. Yeah. I feel like they're a better organization and squad than us. So yeah. what, what are some of the things that maybe Andy, you know, in your life, you said that uh, you've played with him for five seasons. So Yeah. yeah. So uh, Andy Reid is uh, obviously the best coach I've had. <laughs> I've had five uh, in Kansas City and uh, he ended with Andy Reid. And I actually gave him a text the other day and just uh, congratulate him. Give him his flowers now, right? He's a Hall yeah. of coach. And you talk about being able to do what he did at, at, at Philly and then come here and do, I don't know what Philly talking about, <laughs> getting rid of him. But, you know, it, it is what it is. It, 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 it benefited us at the, at the end of the day. But uh, Andy has at the ability to get players to, to play at their best. Like he, he's, he's the type of coach. He's a player's coach, but he's always saying, hey, let your personality shine. When he says that, that actually lets me know, like, I could be myself. And when you and when you yourself, the team gets better. Like, you're better being yourself. And that that doesn't mean uh, doing any kind of nonsense, but be yourself. Be, you know, have your personality show, meaning do what you do best. If that's making plays, if that's catching, if that's a possession receiver, whatever that is, play your role to the best of your ability and let it show. Don't hold back. You know, Andy's. Um, uh, man, I remember 2015, we were one in five. And usually when we're one, I've been one in five, maybe once, maybe twice. And that that is not a good feeling. Things are going down. Percentages wise, you probably won't make to the playoffs. Just a lot of stuff. Right. And then you start pointing fingers and then your you know, coaches start pulling up plays. Look at this. Look at this pointing fingers and stuff. Andy Reid, I'll never forget this. 2015, we're one in five and we come in there. We weren't losing you know, gains by, by a big of a margin, but we came in there and he said, Hey, I just knew I was like, Oh man, this is, he's about to, we're about to see a different end. He's about to rip everybody. And he said, Hey guys, we're not far off. Go fix what we need to fix. Go to your meetings. Make sure y'all listen up so we can, we can get this thing rolling and, and, and get back at it. And I'm looking around like, Oh, okay. I guess, I guess it's not a big problem, but I tell you what, what he showed me right there is, and we won like 10 or 11 straight after that. But yeah. um, what he showed me was when you believe in what you're doing, believe in the process, being able to stay committed, you don't trust your feelings, right? And sometimes we trust our feelings. You got to trust your commitment. And the commitment was to to, to make sure that, 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 that we were doing things the right way and not letting that record, which sometimes uh, detours us to, to believe in that, that, that we're not as good as we, we, we seem. And, uh, that that record was a lie for us. Andy showed us that uh, that we can we can go all the way and went to the playoffs and won a won a playoff game and did all that stuff. But Andy Reid is 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 a heck of a coach and and to pair him with the defense we have and pair him with um, with Pat Mahomes, man, there's no way you can't you can't bet against the Chiefs. Yes, sir. Well, we know the 49ers, they got some good coaches over there, too. Actually, they have a lot of coaches that have some uh, pro, you know, some kinship or either been in the pros. Uh, I got a little, obviously Kyle Shanahan. Um, I think you said at UT. Yeah, I played with him at UT, yep. For I played with him yeah. a couple yeah. years at UT. Um, uh, uh, Brian Snyder, um, uh, we got Steve Wilkes, we got Anthony Lynn, uh, Brian Greasy, Bobby Turner. 
You remember this, these these last things? Yeah, these like, last. <laughs> uh, a lot of a lot of pro coach uh, kids or nephews and stuff. Um, we got Kyle and Clay Kubiak, um, Deuce Schwartz. Um, I, one of my former coaches was linebacker coach at Houston was Johnny Holland, uh, another a great great mentor of mine. Um, knows a lot about defense. Uh, Daryl Tapp, uh, and then also in the building is Frank Gore. Obviously, um, Frank Gore has been a, one of the leading rushers, one of the all time great running backs in the league. And then a 49er great, Keena Turner, another linebacker who's played back in the day. That was one of the guys. I was a 49er fan growing up in Richmond, Virginia. Watched. I loved Jerry Rice. I loved um, uh, Tom Rathman. Um, um, obviously, the, the, the 49ers uh, was a team that I, I, I really uh, um, admired growing up. I loved the work ethic that Jerry Rice put in. I, I heard him speak about his work ethic one time, and I was a fan of his ever since. Um, but that's the thing, you know, when we said this, um, DJ kind of brought to mind, coaches can be committed to X's and O's. The players, what you commit is effort and attitude. Mm, come on, man. And so when you trust each other and we go out there on that practice field and I believe. That's what you can control, too. That's, what that's you the only thing you can control, right? That's the, that's, that's, the, that's the only two things that I can actually control. Somebody drops the ball, fumbles it, and da, da, da. Like, like whether I'm around to pick it up, whether I'm around to scoop and score, if I don't have the effort and attitude way before it happens, I won't be there. And then they get the ball back. We, we create a forced fumble. We, we don't recover it. We can look at that film and, and look at everybody's effort and attitude to the ball. And so sometimes a turnover that doesn't happen, collectively, that's our fault because we don't have the right mindset. We're not flying to the football. We're not. And so the thing I've seen from this team, and it's happening more and more as we got to the second half of the season, people say, okay, Chiefs, we're not getting a lot of turnovers. I'm saying the ball is coming out and, and it's in places. Our guys are now running to the that 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 fifty fifty ball is now falling into the Chiefs' hands a lot more. You see, uh, twenty one Edwards, um, a bunch of um, um, fumble recoveries later on. We we got the um, Jarius punching the ball out, McDuffie picking it up. We got McDuffie stripping um, Cheetah in the middle. I mean, there's so many different areas where uh, good fortune. It's yeah, coming to good, this team. But good things happen when 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 you have that mindset and you have that great attitude and that effort. Like and, and it's not one of those things where people say, Oh, the bat ball bounced away. This is lucky. It's like, no, that's that's you create that's, that. You can haul you create that. That's yes, you can sir. haul out work, man. Yeah. And and that's what and when I was watching, obviously Bosa, right, he started this week's practice by saying we got some tackles that hold a lot. So he's trying to plant some seeds in the ref's eyes to say, all right, the, the tackles of the Chiefs hold a lot. You got the head coach saying that our secondary is really is really sticky in their coverage when it comes to the tight end position. So, you know, he's trying to get the referees to call some flags against Kittles uh, when, we, when we're when we're manned against him. So, I mean, he they do a great job. If that's one thing I've seen from their coaching staff, they do a great job talking to the refs throughout the game. About that, that matters too. That even though they're complaining, that matters. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you're planting seeds. You're asking this guy just to pay a little bit more attention to 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 where this this misdirection play is going because it knows it puts the defense in a in a real bind. And yeah, he might get a little handy. He might pull. He might do something and draw a flag. But what I do know about that is, to me as a player, if I feel like you have to do that as a coach, you really don't trust that we are as good as we like. Like if you got to sit over here and and, and pre-call and try to plant seeds, we're a threat. We're a threat. Yeah, we're a big threat. Yeah. Yeah. Then you don't you don't trust the the, the the play you put in the technique you put in you don't think it's going to succeed that's why you're trying to create this plan B yeah. you you creating plan Bs and, and, and safety nets for when the play fails to me our, our coaches have never 
done that. We don't we don't coach that way. We don't preach that way. Uh, our, our guys go out there with an expectation of excellence. Yeah. And then you go play ball. And the one thing I was so disappointed in this week hearing from the 49ers, as a team, they acknowledged the first two games in the playoffs, the game against the um, Green Bay Packers and the game uh, against the Detroit Lions, they claimed that the reason they had slow starts was because their de- defenders were misaligned, not doing assignments right. Guys were showing poor effort to the ball. Like the things that a team this late in the season that has had so much success, those things should be like habitual now. Those things are just Un, not, nobody's coaching you how to pursue the no. ball or your no. basic alignment. Nope. So, and it was very, they was very critical about Chase Young. Uh, like, so he's new to the building this year. They got him mid-season. He's, you know, he was supposed to be the difference maker to get them over the top. And I think what they're seeing is that, like, maybe he don't have the same buy-in as the rest of this organization. Maybe he's not a 49er faithful. Maybe he is a commander that's dressed up like a 49er. And I think when when the, when the going gets tough and the tough gets going and the pressure really builds, a player like that is going to be a player that cost them in the biggest point of the game is because that's somebody who's not really, he wasn't raised like the rest of them. He hasn't gone through what the rest of them did, like you said, through training camp, building the trust and the communication. He just showed up because he was a good player and he's given playing time. I think that something like that will, 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 will grow, it will fester like an abscess. And that, to me, if you talk about an Achilles heel for this 49ers team, Mark my word, Chase Young's inability to fit in and be a hunter like the rest of that squad is going to be something that, that this team regrets. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. That's just, it's just, um, don't get me wrong, Chase Young's is a, it's a oh, beating up of the Yeah, but uh, uh, um, uh, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. This is the mm-hmm. last game. So, if I mean, this is a game of inches. If, if, if you're off, if your alignment's off, the communication's off, if something doesn't quite matter, well, it's going to show on the field, and 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 I love that we're veterans in this, regardless of of, of, of if somebody says, "Oh, that they have the the upper hand on this position group or or, or coaching staff or whatever." Um, 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 we we are the veterans, and we do things the right way, and we've been here before. And regardless if we get down early or not, we're <laughs> it's going. To, I'm just telling you, for 49ers to really. Uh, uh, pull something off it's Chiefs is it's going to be freaking hard as heck I mean Chiefs I think the Chiefs are going to lead the whole game that's what I think uh um you know I know we probably not giving can we give uh um yeah let's do it let's do it prediction right now I'm thinking I'm thinking 28 to 24 Chiefs uh win the back-to-back Super Bowl be the ninth time uh in in history of football but um um I I do think that Purdy is going to have a chance at the end to drive down and it's not going to happen. It's mm, not, like it's it. going to be one of the things where it's not, they need a touchdown and uh, the, the chief's defense is too, is too stingy. And um, man, I'm biased obviously, but I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for this game because we got some things to prove. We got some things to prove because they, it's a lot of media people. I'm talking about national media mm. wrote the chiefs off early. Like, all right, they may make it to the playoffs, but, this is this is different Chiefs team. This is you know they got to fix their problem. Well, they fixed it uh, a little earlier than you know. They fixed it <laughs> this year yeah. uh, in the postseason. And uh, man, I'm 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 proud of them. I'm proud to be a Chief, man. I really am. 
Man, really proud of the, the growth we've seen in this organization um, on the field and off the field. Uh, my prediction for the game is similar. Uh, I got 24-20. Again, I got the Chiefs like leading at halftime, maybe yeah. 21 to 10 or something like that, and only needing to control the clock and maybe get a field goal in the, in the, in the second half because their right. defense, what we've done all year is our defense has been even stingier in the second half. So once we see how they're attacking, how they're alignment assignment, what their game plan for the second half is, allowing Coach Spags and Coach Joe Cullen and, uh, and Coach Merritt to get together and, and really, you know, like, really like lock in on how this defense is going to finish the game. Um, I think we got guys that are going to rise to the occasion. I, I think late in the game, Chris Jones is going to sh- like showcase exactly what you said at the beginning of the show. He is the most dominant defensive lineman in the NFL this year, and he's going to leave no doubt on the field. When it comes to him and Bosa and Hargrave and Armstead, I'm the I'm him. I'm the I'm the alpha out here, and whatever it takes at that point in the game, um, I love to see our defense end up off the field, um, closing the show, um, putting them out in the fourth and out, whatever you want to call it, just uh, dominating the uh, fourth quarter and and really getting after them. So. Man, we listen. I wish we had time for a whole another episode about this, man. I could talk with you all day, man. Uh, this is my guy, man. DJ Super DJ, fifty six, man. Uh, pride of UT Waco, Texas, University of Texas. Uh, uh, I'm Hall of Famer, Missouri um, Hall of Famer, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, um, oh, oh, college football fan. Uh, co- that's right. Co- that's right. College. 2023 college football uh, Hall of Fame uh, man, inductee. Yep. Man, just this um, again, man, um, a faithful man when it comes to his marriage, his kids, five boys and a girl, just like me. That's the magic number, man. If y'all don't know, get your five boys and a girl. Um, put 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 God in front of your wife and your family. Put God in front of everything you do. Create a a, a, a daily devotion and a dedication to your faith life, uh, to your spiritual life, um, and everything else just will, will fall in place. You got to believe in God's plan, and that's one thing me and DJ got in common. Um, we are we are definitely um, man. We are definitely Christians, and, and definitely anything we do in life is just to to shine light on what He's done for us, allowing our blessings and our gifts and our time and our talents to just shine uh, and showcase our love of God. So, man, this has been a great episode of the process, where the process is great and what it produces. That's my man DJ. Man, we love y'all. Let's go Chiefs. Let's win the Super Bowl Peace, and bring back our fourth uh, a Lombardi Trophy back here to Chiefs Kingdom. Man, we love y'all. Thank you.